I have been the mission and outreach pastor for the past year. So I've been here 365 days as of yesterday. And I have prayed with you and for you and worshiped with you. I have led funerals and celebrated births and baptisms and communion in this congregation. I've taught classes and cried over tragedies. I've visited the sick and I've sought to listen through conversations. And I prayed with others for the places that AHUMC is being called by God to join into ministry. My husband Nicholas and I, we raised our girls in this family of faith. They were baptized over on the Broadway campus. They were confirmed here on uh, the Bassey Road campus. And I received my call to ministry here. And I credit my call to ministry with all the many ways that you can engage in mission and outreach with AHUMC. It's that, that spark that caused me to be called to be a pastor. And I was appointed to Asbury after teaching kindergarten for 22 years in, uh, in uh, 2013. And I served there with Reverend Dr. Robert Ortiz, who is now our new district superintendent. So almost a year ago, the Wesley nurse, uh, raise your hand if you know we have a Wesley nurse on campus. Her name is Sonia Serna Gonzalez. She's, uh, we partner with Methodist Healthcare Ministries uh, for her to be here and her office is in the library and she is a great connectional resource for us. And she and I do a lot of things together. So we were giving out bottles of water over on Treeline by the bus stop last August, and you might can remember how hot it was in August last year, and we had not had a lot of rain. And as, as, as things were happening, we had a very windy day. We're usually out, we're out there on a Wednesday, and the sign blew over, and I thought, I can press that back into the ground, and I had some flip-flops on, and I pressed down on the metal with, uh, into a very dry, hard, parched ground, and cracked, a hairline crack in the bottom of my foot. <laughs> And so when I read this scripture, I, I pondered, was that my reward for trying to hand out a cold bottle of water? I don't think so. You know, bones break and accidents happen, but the kingdom of God's rewards are so different from earthly rewards. When we retire from a job or we get a reward, maybe it's a piece of paper, maybe you've got a watch or a plaque. But when you are doing things in, in heavenly places for the kingdom of heaven, the rewards of missional ministry are so different. They're connections made and made with people, people you would have never been able to meet before. Smiled, received, smiles received, tears cried, stomachs fed, clothes given, prayers prayed, and of course, new friendships made. And we are all on this journey. And John Wesley would call this journey a journey towards sanctification. We are all working more and more to be like Christ. And that learning continues until the day we take our last breath. And I might say this year we have lost some very faithful people in the faith. And the kingdom rewards discipleship, end of discipleship is becoming more like Christ. You know, Pastor Jason spoke last Sunday about the, the theology of scarcity, but we know a God of abundance that has open hands with generosity for you and me. And I know you have experienced this phenomenon when you go out on, on a mission trip, you go out in ministry and you think, we are gonna go out and bless the people. And what you find was when you come back, you are more blessed than you went. 
That's because God surprises us with his abundance. There is grace for all of us. I love this verse in Luke 6, 38. It says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. I think the reward of missional ministry is the abundance and wholeness for the giver and the receiver. And it's all about the connection. In 2017, I was uh, reappointed from Asbury and I went to a church called Resurrection over by Calaveras Lake. And I taught from this same scripture, I taught a children's sermon and I gave the kiddos little bottles of water and I'm sorry, I don't have water for you today, but I gave them bottles of water and sent them out into the congregation and they, they would hand someone a bottle of water and say, are you thirsty? And the people would take it and say yes, or they'd say, no, thank you, I'm not thirsty. Or, but they would ask them, are you thirsty? So today I ask you, are you thirsty? Are you thirsty for the possibilities of what God can do through this congregation when we pray and seek His will and, and, and follow those things? Are you thirsty for when um, to open your heart up to the ministry that God has placed on your heart that you haven't stepped into yet? Are you thirsty for the opportunities for others if you will step into those places of ministry? You know, Jesus said in John 19, as he hung on the cross, just before he gave his spirit up, he said, I am thirsty. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus was teaching the disciples how to go out into the world. And he was telling them what to take with them. He said, don't take much. Depend on the hospitality of others. Depend upon others' hospitality. And he reminds us that going out might cause problems in our family, among our friends, with our coworkers. But he says, go out anyway, because he said to the disciples, if people receive you, then they receive me. And if they receive me, then they receive the Father who has sent me and the kingdom of heaven comes because God sent us Emmanuel, God with us, to be an example of how to live our life out on this earth. It's all about connection. God, Jesus, us, others. It's the ripple effect. When you go out, it's the same as going out with Christ. Then the Christ in you reaches out to the Christ in me, and the Christ in all of us can reach out to the Christ in others. We are all connected, and we are all created in the image of God. And I know you've heard this scripture from Matthew 25, when, when Jesus comes back and he says, you fed me, you clothed me, you visited me when I was sick. You visited me when I was in prison. You took care of me. And the people said, when, Lord? When did we see you in all those ways? And he said, when you did it for the least of these, your brothers and sisters, you did it for me. You know, small acts of kindness that we do, we may not remember, but Christ remembers every single thing we have done for him through his name, even as something as simple as a drink of cool water. And Jesus said, he asked, if you knew who was asking you for a drink, you would have said, please give me living water. 
And Jesus stood and said, if anyone is thirsty, come to me and I'll give you a drink. And whoever believes in me, the scripture said, living water will flow from them. And this is the spirit. Do you know where the blue hole is? Anybody? Oh, yeah, some of you do. The Blue Hole is on the Incarnate Word campus, and it's where the headwaters of the San Antonio water, a river, bubble up when the aquifer is high enough. I think 674 feet will make the, the, the water bubble up, and it runs out into the San Antonio River, and you can see that. You can go visit that place. Maybe we'll go uh, when the aquifer rises. And then you can walk along the bank when the aquifer is high, and you can see the water leaking into the river. It's just so much pressure that water is flowing. And I think that's a picture of a Christian. Do you know any Christians that leak? You know, I know you might have been here last week and Jason said we were cracked pots, right? And so I thought, well, that's all the better because we need to leak. And we need to leak out love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and gentleness and self-control because the Bible says there's nothing Nothing against those things. So I think leaking Christians are a pretty good commodity to have. Jesus said, if people receive you because you're my disciple, then they receive me. And, and, and I know we talk about water and being thirsty, and I have to tell you, I'm getting a little thirsty now. But in the U.S., we have the opportunity to turn a faucet on, and we have fresh water. And it's clean water, but not everyone has that. And I know when someone comes to your house after you welcome them in, I, I'm sure you say, would you like something to drink? It's hospitality. And if you came in on the atrium side of the church, you'll see fresh water there, ice down, ready for you to get a drink when you come in. And our church does a great job with hospitality, and they're always looking for more people. So if you have a gift of hospitality, uh, Go out and ask them, how do you get involved? Or go to AHUMC on volunteer and get involved that way. We have a beautiful flower ministry that takes these flowers and puts them into smaller bouquets and then gives them out to people in need. It's a great opportunity for you to get involved. And then I want to share about the Hope Center because during Lent, we had 40 days, 40 cans for 40 days. And the count has come in, 3,817 cans of food were collected by you being generous, generous. That means you, the church gave like 90, 95 cans of food every day of Lent. That's generosity, and we were able to feed so many people. Uh, we have prepackaged groceries in the atrium where a person can walk in and say, I'm really hungry and I need some food, and we can give them a bag of food. And just from the atrium since August, we've given out 97 bags of food. And each bag of food weighs 20 pounds, and you might ask, how do I know? Because I weighed one of them. They're heavy. And that, that adds up to 1,940 pounds of food just since last August that's given out just in the atrium. That doesn't count everything that's going out in the Hope Center. We are offering hospitality to our neighbors. And I know the Hope Center's in need of some volunteers, and I see Sue over here. Raise your hand, Sue. You can talk to Sue if you want to volunteer. I know they need some volunteers in the afternoon from 12 uh, to 2 o'clock. 
And I also want to mention the pumpkin patch. We raised $16,000 for ministries and outreach through our pumpkin patch and put this date on October 7th, the pumpkins arrive and we get to do it all over again. And so put that on your calendar. Uh, It's an awesome way to meet people's needs through these other ministries. And I'm happy to share what the ministries are uh, at a different time. But our New Zion Choir happens to be one of those ministries and they might put a picture up for you There they are yesterday morning. I had the pleasure to come and pray with them before they went on on their mission trip. So they're going out and they're looking for Christ in others as we, um, and so we are praying that they, they are Christ to the people they meet. And so it's all connectional ministry. And so they're off to Tennessee. And so as this week goes by, please pray for them when you think about them. It's a great bunch of, of community and kids and adults going on mission for, for us. So I want to invite you to a new ministry. It's called Mission Central. It's actually an extension of the ministries that began at Asbury Church when I was with a Reverend, or Do, Reverend Dr. Robert Ortiz and other pastors and other people serving in that community along the San Pedro Corridor. We have a room now here on this campus. It's West 102. And we're gonna do some fabulous things through that ministry to bring living water to people. But right now we're in a time of prayer. There's a Zoom link, all you have to do is email me. If you get our blog, you might have already read a little bit about it. And I have a, or you can show up in person, Wednesday nights, five to six, and we'll pray through the summer for what God is seeking to do in that ministry and among us. But Mission Central, I have this picture of concentric circles. Concentric circles are, are uh, circles that have a radius and they, and they ripple out like a raindrop. And we always want the inside circle, the drop, to be God. We want to start everything with prayer and with God. And Jesus said there's two great commandments. Love the Lord your God. And the second one was like it. Love your neighbor with God's love. And so that's what we're seeking to do at Mission Central. We are looking for ways to partner in our community with other uh, entities that are already at work and build the kingdom of God. So if you joined us today, I'm quite sure that you love God. But I can assure you, I can assure you with all my heart that God loves you and calls you beloved that you're not here by accident. You have been called to a time such as this to connect with us, to make those ripples of, of this church just flow out. We are a church where there's a connectional ministry and these ministries fall like raindrops on a hard, parched, dry ground. And I pray we can be centered in God's will for all of creation, reaching out connectionally with living water in the power of the Holy Spirit and igniting the divine spark that is in each one of us. And as we go out to our neighbors, we can share our wholeness and they can have wholeness as well. So as I end, I'd like to read from you the message and what God is calling us to do. Accepting someone's help is as good as giving someone help. This is the large work that I have called you to. Don't be overwhelmed by it. 
It's best to start small. Give a cool cup of water to someone who is thirsty, for instance. The smallest act of giving or receiving makes you a true disciple. You won't lose a thing. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.